Welcome to season two of our Bold Conscious Connections podcast. Where we bring you stories, conversations, and life experiences of those that have taken the journey and the leap of faith from employee to entrepreneurship. Every week we will bring you interviews or messages from us about what it took for people to take this bold conscious journey. So without further ado, let's get into our episode today. We are so excited today to present the multifaceted Jessica Campos in our episode today. Jessica is an educator, an author, a forensic digital expert, and a strategist. Jessica traded in her legal career to pursue her passions, helping entrepreneurs build wealth by taking advantage of the booming content economy. She has over 15 years of experience in entrepreneurship, a background in law and business, and has helped create over $20 million in online sales and represents a wealth of resources for professionals and entrepreneurs who want to attain success. Without further ado, let's get into our conversation with Jessica Campos. We are so excited for today's episode. Our guest today is Jessica Campos, a friend of ours and also somebody that helps us, works with us. And you know, you'll hear all about who Jessica is, but she's really an expert with branding and marketing, mm -hmm. um, aside from being an awesome, awesome um, soul. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into, we, we want to bring out the amazing, authentic Jessica that you always are, what you see is what you get. So we want, we want our audience, we want to share you with our audience. Thank so. you so much. That's why I say yes. I feel comfortable. Just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> but we just want you to, you know, introduce yourself and what you would like our you know, audience to know about you and who you are um, in your words. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me um, as a guest. I'm honored and very, very excited because I know that um, your message touches so many people, especially leaders. Um, who want to live a bold life. And I get touched by that mission in so many ways. So thank you. Thank you so much. I always introduce myself as their recovered attorney because I wanted to live a bold life, you see? <laughs> so um, yes, I reinvented um, from being a lawyer and now I do digital marketing and I love helping entrepreneurs. And also we work with marketing teams that want to build brands and yes, we are a firm uh, a boutique firm in austin texas so you're all welcome to visit and to have a blast in this amazing city my accent is from puerto rico so let's get that cleared out um i know that you know um it took me nine years actually to feel comfortable um to speak with my accent and embrace that and uh, I hope that whatever it is that you feel like it's a limitation for you, you don't do what I did, which was waiting to get, you know, that obstacle out of the way. It took me way so long. And now I learned how to embrace that instead of trying to hide it. Right. So, yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell. We're so excited to have you on because, you know, we just launched season two of our podcast and we really want to 
focus the bold conscious connections conversation um, on that adventure, that journey that individuals make once they decide to leave a corporate life or a job to then launch their own business. So, you know, tell us about what it finally took for you to make that leap. Hmm. Oh, it brings me chills, uh, to be honest with you. So, um, it took me, it took me a big loss. Um, it was a financial crisis and I found myself doubting in so many ways. So I feel like that opportunity gave me the pain I needed. And sometimes I feel like you get motivated by looking at things and you could see the possibilities for me. It was tired and sad and unmotivated to the point that I was like, I will never, ever go through something like this again. So what happened in my case, I found myself being a real estate attorney during the mortgage crisis in 2008. And uh, yeah, I mean, even though I thought and I knew that my low practice um, was not really bringing me fulfillment anymore even though I hit the millions and I got the car I wanted, the apartment I wanted, the life I wanted, it turned out that it was not really what I wanted. <laughs> so I feel like I had that bug in my heart. I had just remarried. I had made the decision to, to really put my priorities in other orders, um, but I never factored that I was gonna stop practicing law because it was my bread and water. But I feel like the universe and God did that for me. So that's what it took. It was not something that I um, had too much of a choice. It was wipe out. So what you do when you lose everything? Mm. Mm. Yeah. I love what you said from pain to possibilities, because that's really, yes. that was really yes. uh, And actually, if we I, keep on this there. conversation, I would say that um, it was not overnight. Um, I needed to deal with my identity. Um, I needed to deal with uh, acceptance and grieving that persona, Jessica, the lawyer, Jessica, the, all of these, you know, adjectives that you put behind your career. So it took me about four years until I said, um, you know what, mom? And grandma, I'm no longer going to be a lawyer. I'm going to stop paying for my fees and my license and all of that. They still don't understand why I did that, to be honest with you. Um, and uh, I, I still actually, my law mm -hmm. practice still has the office open in San Juan, but I removed myself from the practice, but it took me four years to do that. I was always in these, you know, the first four years were that process of grieving and uh, I was doing something, but I always had my plan B. So I don't know what you think about that. Do some people think that when they jump and then they take the leap, do you think it's healthy to have a plan B to go back? Or do you feel like you should just burn the sheep? <laughs> That's a great question. And I think, I think everybody who contemplates the answer to that needs to really dig deep and figure out what it is for them, because I think all of us, um, you know, with our unique situations, we'll have different answers to that. Um, 
I happened to burn the ships. Um, <laughs> my situation led me to burn all the boats. Um, but yeah, everybody is so different. And I think that, um, you know, you talked about it. You, you mentioned there was this bug, like this bug in you, like this, this um, inner voice. Uh, how did you know to finally listen to that? Like, why didn't you um, just do something else that was also, I guess, you know, a job? Like, what was the draw towards entrepreneurship instead? You know what? Um, as as cheesy or clicky, I don't know what word to put there, um, but people might think that you paid me to say this, um, but no, it's, it's how it was. Um, it took me hiring a coach to help me to work with my consciousness. It took me to work and dig deep and really ask myself because until then, those words were not even in my vocabulary. I remember the first time when I had that coaching session, when I had to work through my plan and my vision, I'm like, wait a minute. I realized that I didn't have a vision because what happens is, and to to my to my justification of why right um number one you know i was young i was barely like what 30 31 years old um and i was really immersed in the kool-aid of building my life throughout a career and when you do that you don't really look around you just you know you get immersed in your practice you get immersed in your field and definitely when you were a lawyer you never hear anybody talking about being conscious, being intentional, even purposeful. Those are not words that exist in the practice. <laughs> Certainly not so, most um, of the world. Yes, you're right. No, no. Um, and uh, I'm like, wow, the, the new language resonated more with me in so many ways. And uh, it actually helped me to go and do like a life review. And I saw like, oh, wait a minute, this is why I started feeling that way. But, you know, I didn't even have names for those feelings. So somebody guided me through understanding, um, you know, how it is to really design a life, how it is to really picture a new vision. And I am grateful forever to that coach. We, we actually work in private sessions. Um, since I didn't have any framework of what I could even do, he gave me some options and actually I'm, I'm doing today what I'm doing because of that seed that was planted. He said, you know, whatever you do, Jessica, make sure that you take advantage of your brand. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean? You know, you can sell products, you can, you know, you can work in many ways, but at the end of the day, you really want to be a leader that inspires people. You have a beautiful story. And a story that many people will feel that they, they get inspiration from. I'm like, I guess so. You know, I didn't really understand that much. But there was something that um, was provided to me. And that was like, as long as you have the vision. But also, you need to keep getting that connection with people who are leaving that world. And that's how I came in touch with tools like Brandon Bouchard's community. And before that, eWoman Network. Fabian Fredrickson. In fact, I met, I saw Brandon Bouchard on stage 
for the very first time back in 2012 in a convention that my coach told me I needed to go so I could meet new people. So yeah, I mean, he gave me that, but I took action as yeah, well. Yeah, that's so <laughs> awesome. I was just recounting for Raju how it was that you and I met. And it was at Brendan Bouchard's High Performance Academy two years ago. Um, no, I yeah. shared that, that coach piece with you because when I knew that I wanted to leave my corporate job, I immediately hired a coach. And while I yeah. didn't plan out to um, initially launch my entrepreneurship journey, I thought I was hiring a career coach to help me repackage my resume, myself for another corporate job. Yeah. It was actually my work with her that allowed me to get to the space where I did finally burn the boats. So no, we didn't plan that. If you're listening, we didn't, yeah. we didn't plan to plug the coaches. <laughs> But thank no, you. No, but thank you for the plug. Yeah. I think we all, you know, the catalysts for us are many, you know, to to make the transition. But yes, coaching has changed many lives. So yeah, no, it is. And you know, for example, like I have, I have a bottle in front of me. Like I cannot read the label from the inside. Like if I do this, I cannot see. And that's why I I believe that having somebody outside. Um, that can really listen to you and can help you. Um, I caught myself saying so many things and then um, having those conversations with my coach truly helped me to feel empowered, um, to get the direction. Honestly, I feel like if it wasn't for that, um, wow. I mean, I I surrendered my practice, you know, my, my license in 2012 um officially officially like when the day that i filed the motion was even four years later um but i resigned from my law firm and everything in 2012 um and uh if it wasn't for him um wow i think it would have taken me probably 20 years to figure something out <laughs> mm. uh, jessica you know uh, going back to using catalyst again uh, a lot of times you had a catalyst to make the move uh, sometimes we don't have choices um, or yes. sometimes it triggers an in internal response that maybe that's an external event and the, but the internal reconciles, right? And then you could combine that, marry the two to say, okay, I'm going to do what I want to do. So clearly that's an act of bravery, courage, mm -hmm. boldness. Mm -hmm. When we mm -hmm. say bold, we talk about bold conscious all the time. What does it mean to you to be bold and why is it important? Mm. Um, that is a great question because I, I identified when you say living, living bold, you know, um, I feel like being bold means that you are okay with, um, honoring your feelings and living through those feelings, even when somebody is not in agreement with, and you have to be bold about it. You have to be persistent about it. You have to put the boundaries so that when you live in that way, you know, if you think about bold is, is the letters that stand out when somebody's reading something. And that's a kind of life that it's the only way to really live the life you want or else, or else you are going to basically follow somebody else's agenda that is the one that is living the bold life. Um, another word for bold, if I feel like if, if the word is like a little bit too new or they feel like, oh, you know, I, I'm not into that Kool-Aid, 
Well, it's outstanding. You know, it's outstanding. Um, how can you be that person that is the outstanding, that is not the norm? And another one is great, right? Like, you know, being bold is, is pretty much the opposite of staying the course just because somebody else wants you to. Wow. Terrific. And I have the tattoo. <laughs> oh, what is that? Sorry. What does that say? The tattoo living in greatness. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, you have a greatness uh, <laughs> in your title of one of your programs, isn't it? Yes, yes. So my the name of my company is Marketing for Greatness. Um, and uh, I I decided that I wanted that name because to me greatness means when you succeed under circumstances where ninety nine percent of people would fail. So we can say bold and greatness are similar. Like you need to have that um, internal drive and also an agreement with yourself because you 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 go from thinking, oh, I should be bold, right? But from the should to must, there's a several steps that need to be taken. And this is the part where when you it on your when you do that on your own, it might take you longer, but it's because it's always like almost like when you go to the gym and you want to build muscle, well, when it hurts, nobody's looking at you and then you stop. <laughs> but being bold means that you're going to do that even when nobody's watching. Mm. Absolutely. Um, and that's that's part of what, what needs to happen, right? Absolutely. Mm. You know, and along with, you know, the name of this, this podcast is Bold Conscious Connections. And love the way that you just broke down what bold means to you. And it takes work, right? It takes work to just keep going, even when mm -hmm. it seems like all the evidence that you have, the physical evidence that you have may not support, you know, what it is that you're trying to do. So how do you get beyond that? How do you get beyond how things appear to be in order to keep moving towards the direction of your vision? Yeah, um, I needed to. I needed to acquire strategies um, that could help me to reset. And the quicker somebody can get those strategies and process them and implement them to whatever it works for them, the better. I'm going to tell you some practical examples. Um, being bold or being great doesn't mean that you're immune to situations where things don't go your way. But what makes you bold? Um, is the things you do when things don't go your way. And uh, for example, like if I wake up and I don't feel great, well, my physiology is trying to tell me something. It's, it's my duty or my ritual or my habit to try to find out like what happens, you know, why, why I don't feel that great. And the, the quicker I get my body to feel better, the quicker I get to feel like, that vibration that makes me to be in a mode where people ask me, what did you drink? I'm like, I didn't drink some, anything like that's me. <laughs> so, so I feel like, um, being bold, you know, having those strategies to get you reset and restore that level of energy. It is so important. So important. So I have a couple of strategies sometimes is, you know, finding, if if what I'm feeling is because of my physiology, I mean, am I am I hungry? You know, should I be just drinking more coffee or whatever? Right, balancing those um, chemicals in your body 
Uh, sometimes it's what you need. Sometimes you're tired and all you need is just five minutes to recharge. Or the easiest one, sometimes all you need is just to put music and dance and prime yourself to just get on that peak state of mind where things are just more colorful and life looks way much better. Everything is perception. Mm. Everything is perception. Spoken like a true Puerto Rican into dancing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You see, that that might be culture, yeah. right? And, uh, and speaking of that, um, um, the more the more conscious I became, the more I learned on other things that would bring me into a perspective um, on how my culture would impact my my the things I do, um, how not having access to my culture was impacting me, which is also part of my development. Um, the more I learn about the things I'm doing and why I'm doing them, the better I can be as a leader and everything kind of pulls from there, right? I feel like the more you get to be as a leader, where you lead yourself and your personal goals, they come. Your financial goals, they just get pulled by that state of mind that you have. Yeah, you said something that was so important before um, and you said it quickly, but I want to highlight it is that you actually try to find out why you feel this way. You know, when you wake up and your energy, your physiology is not maybe quite where you want it, is that you're not just immediately changing it or trying to change it. You're actually first trying to find out why. And that's so, um, so important. And it's something that we talk to our clients about because there is value in um, sitting in that space and figuring out why that emotion or that feeling is there prior to wanting to throw, I, I like to say throw cotton candy and bubble gum on it, you know, um, because yeah. anything on process, as we know, will find a way to keep coming. And they tend to come, if it's unaddressed, they tend to come in the most in a part in a in oh i can't speak now in a opportune <laughs> moments um and yeah. so i just if you're listening i think you know really try to remember that it's so important to figure out the why behind and then you have that is where the consciousness is because then you have more awareness and can be more intentional um moving forward and I'm glad you're talking about that point. And this goes and tidy up what um, what I was saying before about the culture um, and how does that impact um, the way that we behave? Um, because we have so many layers. And I feel like in my journey, the more layers I peeled from my onion, the more things I found and things that, you know, as, as you may call them, patterns. So there are some patterns that no matter how much you do and no matter, you know, how much you do as far as like working from the outside to lift your energy, patterns are there and you really need to work harder to get, to get them out of, of your, of your thinking process. So in my journey, when I started coaching and, you know, getting coached, um, we work in in the things in my vision and things like that, but I will tell you. Um, that there was a pattern that I needed to work much deeper. And uh, when I looked into the root of that pattern, it was my culture. 
And that pattern was actually like the poverty habits I had, the poor mindset, um, the, the belief that were around of, I should not be asking for this. So when it was about money and the behaviors around money, I found myself um, with so many patterns that were not serving me. So I needed to do more work, more inner work to really come into an agreement with the new persona that I had said that I am, right? You know, so yeah, it's um, inner work is so beautiful <laughs> and I don't feel like it ends, you know, um, I'm the kind of person that I don't, I don't, I grew up without TV. So unless I will watch something that is recommended or comes with, you know, something that I will learn. I just rather consume personal growth and all of those podcasts and, you know, the audios and things like that, because why not? Yeah, we certainly have that in common. <laughs> yeah. so we live by it. So yeah. you, you're hitting on many elements of our second big, you know, facet of what we do, bold conscious. So you've already talked about, you know, touched on consciousness. So what 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 steps and practices have you adopted in your daily life that that mm -hmm. keep you you know, first, what it means to you to be conscious and then what are the practices for you to... And if I could narrow that question, since you brought up the poverty mindset, and I think that's so relevant mm -hmm. and people listening to this, mm. um, especially in the, the world we're living in today, I think would benefit to hear you answer Raju's question from the lens mm -hmm. of what is this poverty mindset and how do you get beyond it? Yeah. So um, I still remember the very first time when I said, this is it. Like, this is what's stopping me. Um, I got um, a payment on PayPal. Okay. And then when I got that notification, I realized I felt sad and I felt afraid. I'm like, why did I feel so sad and afraid? Because I got paid. And uh I remember it was a Friday and I took that day to really just think about why do I feel the way I feel? Um, and uh, the more I dig into that, the more I realized that, yeah, it was, it was really tied up to the conversations that my mother and my grandmother had with me since I was growing up. Um, so I started using um, some incantations to reframe that um, and to really kill the pattern. And then I, um, I remember um, saying, okay, so now every time when I get paid, I'm going to say you're worth it and you're, go you're going to get way much more, mm -hmm. you know? So I needed to have that conversation towards that trigger so that I would not react every, you know, the same way when I got paid. So that was just one example. Um, another, another thing, I, I guess like the bottom line of this is um, recognize the, the feelings that you have when, when you get something, um, when maybe a conversation, in this case, it was, my trigger was when every time I would get paid or if I'm having a conversation and I, and I found like it was so difficult to talk about, you know, the money aspect. Um, well, I can reframe that and I can say I can have a powerful conversation or I can be assertive and ask questions and detaching myself from the outcome. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, 
a lot of practice, Trisha. <laughs> well, I wanna I wanna recap that for our audience. You know, number one, the incantations are so powerful because they really these words they're just words, right? But when you say them and you say them repeatedly with emotion, they really serve to slice whatever unconscious subconscious patterns are there because. Uh, mm -hmm. that's really what you're working with is, is it's the, the conditioning and the programming. Um, and these beliefs, they're so hard to change because they run so deep. And so when we use your, our own voices to actually create the opposite effect, um, you're using your own voice to heal yourself and the vibration mm -hmm. of your own voice, sending it out to the universe. It's, it's a lot of powerful energy that you're actually um, pushing out, which is so, it's so effective. That's why affirmations work, chanting, all of that. And then the second thing about recognizing what might trigger you so that you can reframe it. Um, yes. That's, that is, you know, <laughs> because otherwise we're just, it's a trigger parade, right? Like we're just walking around like triggers. Sometimes I say that to Raju. I'm like, it's like a trigger parade because if you're not thinking about it, if you're not aware of it, things happen and they may seem yeah. like separate things, but the effect and the impact on you is always the same and your reaction is always the same, therefore creating the same, more of the same. So yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, actually, I would like to ask you this. Um, one of one of the things I learned it was um, if there's something about somebody that it really bothers you or makes you be uncomfortable, there's a mirror effect happening, and uh, you should just pay attention to those. If they have some behaviors that really like make you feel mad or angry or sad you know like pay attention to that like what is it and um it was it was quite interesting quite interesting because i feel like it's easy for us to um see in other people than seeing things for ourselves so that was another um uh, another i would say habit that i really worked to get you know to not judge situations but really like be more conscious about um what does this mean and why am I getting this information or why am I feeling this way now? Mm. Yeah. So we, we've also been practicing these and learning this, that, you know, a lot of times the, the mirror, the mirror effect that you're talking about is exactly that, that we, we have this ideal self that we have in our heads and our minds. But so we already have a preconditioned response when someone, you know, says something and, and you have a problem with them. It's because you already have an issue with that specific aspect of it and then it just blows up right so it's, it's to watch yeah. that yes and that's uh super super important and delicate because it can take you in any direction well i i love uh one of the there's this book um roger and i have read i've read it i read it the, for the first time in caught when i was in college actually called the game of life and there's a lot in there where she uses um, different, you know, uh, spiritual texts as foundation for what she's written. A lot of it from the Bible. And one of the, mm -hmm. one of the um, affirmations is, every man is a golden link in the chain of my good. 
And if you truly believe that, if you truly believe that every man or woman is a golden link in the chain of my good, then there's no need to judge the interactions and the experiences we have as good or bad, or that person's good or bad, because, you know, if you look at it from that lens, the triggers are uh, opportunities for expansion. Right? Great that you mentioned that. Great that you mentioned that because we, we start talking about the leap, right? Um, and I feel like doing that leap for the very first time, it was very, very, very scary. But I think it's important that people know that um, we are going to be required to keep leaping and uh, to keep making decisions that will stretch ourselves. And uh, the more tools you have in your toolbox, the better you will get at identifying how your body reacts when it's the time to say yes to something or when is the time to say no. Um, so in that way, I feel like the first leap is the one that you needed to have the most energy and the most resources. But then after that, you get better at understanding how to shift. And I feel like life turns like, that's what people call the flow. And I, and I, I feel like it's important that people understand that, um, maybe they don't feel or they don't understand or they cannot relate at this moment when we feel, oh, my life is just in the flow. Um, all I can say is that if you work toward living a life that flows, living a life that you feel comfortable and you feel great and you just sleep well because you know that you are growing and you're flowing, You'll get there. You'll get there. <laughs> You'll get there. But, you know, the, the need for leaping um, will not stop. I feel like we need to we need to be conscious about it. Right. Like, you know, um, as we grow, we evolve. In my case, I have four children. So throughout them, I'm required to keep growing. I'm required to see things um, with a different lens. And sometimes they teach me many lessons. Yeah, talk about that. I know, you know, those who follow you, uh, you have a huge following on Instagram. Those who follow you are aware of your commitment to um, your children and your business. And, you know, talk to us about how you manage that adventure. Uh, you know, the, the mom, mm -hmm. entrepreneur, um, all of that. Yeah. Well, the way I manage it now, it's, it's, it's more, it's way easier because they're not, you know, in diapers anymore. But when I transitioned, um, I like to say I, I change, um, my briefcase for a diaper bag. <laughs> so when you transition your briefcase, you know, for just to have that diaper bag, um, it was, um, for several years I had in five years, I had three little kids. You know, um, so I found myself um, most of the times, you know, um, I was just really struggling into finding time for my for my side hustle, um, mainly because um, we were living in the northeast area. So it was impossible for me to find help for, you know, child care and all of that, which is why we moved to Texas, because I'm like, I will. I, it's crazy. You know, if I just keep trying to do everything um, on my own. 
So we moved so we could have a budget in which I could have help. So that's the first thing, right? You know, as a mom, I am not a bad mom if I get help. That's a big thing. You know, um, our nurturing heart, it's always going to make us believe that we can do things better. But you know what? Dad can do things really great as well. <laughs> so I needed to, you know, the way, one of the things I do is just like I am not attached to that, you know, good mom or great mom. In fact, um, I have a lot of Instagram posts where I say, yeah, here's my bad mom, you know, um, you know, declaration. Right. You know, so it's, it's just really I feel like, you know, being a mom and being an entrepreneur, it's almost like you have to have that dance and your life is always like, you know, kind of adjusting um, almost by the hour, you know, um, and as they grow, you need to be really organized or else um, nothing is going to happen, you know, and everybody will get frustrated. So my husband and I are very picky about the things that we put in our calendars and at the same time, the things that we don't put in the calendar. Um, and that has been um, one of the fundamental um, rules for us to grow and, and to have our own goals. Because actually, I should say, um, I'm motivated and I achieve many goals. My husband does as well. As well, he does. You know, he, he's ascending and expanding in his career. Um, he did Ironman, and he's gonna do it again. Um, he wrote a book that just launched. So, how do we both manage to do that? Thanks to Google Calendar, for, you know, we, we need to put everything there. <laughs> There's a plug for Google Calendar too. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, no, that's so, that's so, I'm glad you brought that up because I think our listeners want to hear more about that. How you, how do you um, manage to create that flow, your own creative um, endeavors, your husband's, and then manage mm -hmm. uh, balancing that with your responsibilities. Um, and, you know, I follow you and um, <laughs> you. really enjoy, <laughs> you know, what you post. And you're right, like you'll post, you know, here's a bad mom declaration. Um, and I just appreciate how real, how real you are. Um, and even when I met you for the first time, I was telling Raju, the you know, I, that I knew you from afar, um, but, but you immediately, uh, the, your authenticity came through. What can you share about that to, you know, people listening who are entrepreneurs, who are married, who have, you know, small children, if there were, you know, mm -hmm. I guess three pieces of advice that you would, you would say these, these tips or this advice far outweighs anything else. Um, what would those okay, three so the first be? one will be um, there's many things on time management, and uh, I feel like the industry makes so much money because people buy those gadgets to manage their time, and that's where they get in trouble because I don't think you can manage time. I think you need to learn how to honor what you have. Um, and what you need to cover with the time that you have and find ways to optimize your time. So that's the first tip. The second tip um, is to really find um, what works for them and really find um, what is their peak time. And what I mean with that is, um, and I remember I struggled with this when I started as an entrepreneur, is that I would read 
recommendations, um, especially like social media. People say, oh, you should be doing this. You should be doing that. And then when you try to follow, you get trapped into this fear of, you know, people call it imposter syndrome. Oh, I, I cannot do that. You know, how can I just do a podcast like that? I, ca I cannot. And because of that, then you don't do it. So if you could just um, refrain from doing those things when you research and you feel like you have to do things in their way, instead, you know, find what works for you. Um, I feel like last year during the pandemic, people had to do that. There's no other choice. I found myself having meetings in my car, recording videos from my the trunk of my car. <laughs> so, you know, we just have to, we just have to be more flexible with the way that we choose to reach our goals. And then um, number three, everybody in your house and your external and your, your support system um, needs to be aware of what you want. And I love um, with my family, I love that we create our year um, vision. You know, we have a vision board and we include now our children and we tell them, hey, you know, this is what I want to achieve. And I have taught them how to split the year in four seasons, right? They don't call it quarters, but I try to let them know, hey, you know, we have been working hard and this is what we want. Um, and then we're working towards this. So if you ask my kids, they know that I'm going to be on vacation at the end of this month. Like they are synchronized. Um, and I feel like um, many conversations I have with women I feel like they try to hide for some reason. I feel like they feel bad if, if their kids know what they need to do or they hide from the husband and it's not, it's not going to work out. You just have to come more truthful to what you want to achieve. And, um, as, as long as you are that way, I feel like when it comes to even social media, you learn how to be more practical, you know, faking something takes way much more effort than coming as you are. Mm. Oh my God, that's so, that's a nugget right there. Faking something is so much harder, right? Yes, yes. Um, and again, it, I learned that from, it took me nine years to try to fake an accent that I didn't have. You see? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work out for me because I was trying to be somebody that I am not. Um, and uh, I feel like, you know, um, again, I don't judge myself for taking the nine years because nobody told me that it was okay to, to, you know, to not sound like that other role model that I had. Everybody talks about the hero and the models. And it's just like, what if you don't have, what if you are the one who are supposed to just lead the way? What if, right? Mm, yeah. So, so much value right there. It, the people listening probably need to you know, listen to this again to hear the to hear all of that. It's it's really just I think also such perfect timing, especially if you're a mother, a wife, you know, and 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 if you got triggered by anything that Jessica said, then it's absolutely um, time to relook at you know what why that trigger occurred and what perhaps you could do differently to give yourself that time and the space, right? To be able to um, maximize or optimize that flow. Use that mirror test we, we that Jessica be. just told you about. The mirror test. Yeah, no, it's, 
Yeah, the mirror test. We we can be talking about this this parenthood um, topic for a long time. Um, and if there's something that I would say to kind of recap there, um, it's I feel like when when we take the role of a mom, um, at the beginning I thought that I was gonna be a great mom if I would not be like my mom. Okay. Um, and uh, when my oldest daughter um, became an adult and I, and I started to understand like, wait, you know, she's evolving and she has her needs and all of these things. And we started having like issues. Um, I remember that um, a coach asked me like, well, how do you define what is a good mom? And I found myself trapped <laughs> because until then, my my pathway towards being a good mom, it was avoiding what my mom did or avoiding what, you know, the things that got me hurt. But you know what? What if that's not really the plan? What if, what if you know, your, your kids have also a spiritual journey? You have your journey. What if, if instead you remove that pressure and just say, wait, my role as a mom is to give my kids unconditional love. And what does it, of what I need to do to be a good mom took me also years. <laughs> well, maybe that's a, that's a new module that you create to reprogram moms that want to be entrepreneurs because, um, yeah, that package comes with many, many beliefs that are framed into what they believe that, um, about being a good mom. Mm. You know, we should do a separate podcast, an episode on parenting, single dad, moms, you know, just a lot of different aspects and things I learned as a single parent. I'm just like, I, I just, my hats go off to all mothers, period. Forget single mothers, but everyone, like what it takes to bring up and to provide that environment and unconditional love for children. So yes. Yeah. Admire you for that. Thank you for, thank you for saying that too, yeah. so succinctly and sometimes truth does sound really simple not easy but simple you know mm -hmm. what you just shared there about mm -hmm. you know providing that giving that unconditional love mm -hmm. is really the key it is mm. listen you know we, we we talk about time management and time you don't manage time you manage what's what's optimal right mm -hmm. so this conversation in this limited time we we have here with you and we want to bring you back for many more um just you know there's always such wisdom when we talk to talk to people like you who are authentic and we we just want to make sure that we provide these kinds of conversations with to our, to our audience so there's so much learning so much wisdom uh we encourage you all to to go back and listen to some of the the gems that jessica just dropped so we don't take your all that you say to us for granted jessica so we really appreciate you thank and you we've always learned so much from you every time we speak with you Thank you. you know, Thank you so much. Process, right? So, so in in that vein, uh, what is it that you might have discovered or learned in this conversation today? For for, for mm. you, um, I love that we're in sync with the mirror, with the mirror technique, um, because I I always thought that was kind of crazy that um, I felt that way, um, but I also love. Um, that I realized that I did the leap more than once. <laughs> that part um, didn't really come until you asked me that. I'm like, hmm, 
Yeah. And the way that I've been able to live even faster is by being more conscious, right? And finding that meaning. Um, I also loved uh, your question about what bold means for me, realizing that the concept of greatness is very much associated with that. So thank you for that. Mm, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. You know, really, uh, really this, this podcast, this platform, these conversations are a way for us to take these concepts that, you know, probably prior to 2020 would have just been, you know, small side conversations we had with like a small group of people. But what Raju and I are finding is that more and more people really want to dig deeper and do that inner work that we were speaking about that you brought up before. And really, I think the value there is you know, what are the questions that you're being asked that you're having to answer? Because we really don't even realize what possibilities are ahead of us or what our own potential is until we're pushed, right? Like for what you said before, from pain to possibilities, I think is just um, so perfect for people to then look at pain or any challenge with a, a lens in which what happens if you actually embrace these moments as opportunities for um, expansive expansion, um, embrace the pain as um, really those moments of blessing. Okay, what, what am I supposed to learn now? Because um, we, we all definitely found our way all three of us here really in each other's lives after um after having you know those conversations right mm -hmm. you know with with ourselves with others um and we want to continue to to um have those conversations so we look forward to having you back here again absolutely absolutely and i, I feel like you know um when people are watching, I want to say this, if you're watching, um, there are there are several things that can help you to take this information and turn it into inspiration and then determination so you can take action. So if you like this information, one thing I always do is if I'm listening, I don't, I don't like to be a passive listener. Um, if I like something or somebody, I try to belong to their community. I try to be as close as possible from from where they are because, um, you know, there there's not too many people where you can find that they they understand what you're going through and you can just ask them questions. So um, I would invite anybody that is listening to reach out, reach out to Ryan and Tricia, you know, Instagram, reach out to my account, Coach Jessica Campos. I'm sure that you can see the link. Um, we really, really are very accessible because we make the time to honor that um, so that you can be impacted. You can really find the drive that you need um, because that journey, trying to just navigate that on your own, um, you will get there. You will get to places where you want to be. But certainly um, I can guarantee you that with help, you will get at least 10 times faster. I can guarantee you that. 
Terrific. Well, so you answered the question where they can find you. Is there any other place besides Instagram they should look for you? Yes, yes, yes. I, I love I love to connect them, you know, through Instagram. We always have opportunities in our link, whether that is that they can get a book for free or they can mm -hmm. just enjoy content that we create. So that will be the best place where they can find me. It's it's me personally handing my account. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's the best way. Yes, and that's at Coach Jessica Campos. So we'll have yeah. that in the show notes. That's right. And, you know, yeah. I, from personal experience, I've only gotten to know you a few months now. And I just feel like you uh, are one of those few people that actually just always adding value. You don't even charge for certain things. It's like, wow, there's always more. There's always more. Jessica so just provides. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica just provides so much value. It's incredible. It's incredible. Okay. And. And, you know, because you are such a, you're, you know, as, as I said earlier, you are who you are is what, what you see is what you get. And you can't not but feel that in, in every interaction, at least I've had with you, you know, Thank in you. the few that we've had. Uh, so what you appear like on Instagram or what you what we're talking about now or in all our interactions, it's the same Jessica. I mean, Trisha used to tell me that. I go, oh, well, I mean, everybody has their thing, but no, you're, you're really... You live it, live live up to it. So thank you so much. Yes, thank we you. so we so appreciate you. We're so grateful that you could join us today, and we yeah. love you. <laughs> anytime, anytime. Likewise. Well, it's a wrap, right? <laughs> it's a wrap. It's a wrap. All right, Jessica. Take good care. We'll see you again soon. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. Okay. Bye. We bring you these conversations to inspire you on your journey, to encourage you. To excite you and sustain your enthusiasm on this trip. We know it's not easy. We've been there before and that's why we put together something that will support you. Go to our Instagram account at Bold Conscious Leaders. There is a link in the bio for a masterclass that you can access for free called How to Transition from Employee to Entrepreneur. So subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, leave us a review and give us some feedback so we know what sort of topics to bring you in the future. And like anything else in life, nothing changes if nothing changes. And all you need is just one idea, one idea that just might change the trajectory of your life. So please go be bold. Focus on the what and the why and let the how unfold.